0: is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins
1: on Oilers
0: Radio. 630 chair. Now
1: moves into the middle ice. Not a lot of speed
2: going. Shoots. Scores!
1: Dry saddle has given Edmonton a 1-0 lead in the shootout. Honor McDavid to go next for the Edmonton Oilers, and he is two for three this year. Winds it up, starts off to his right side as a left shot. Now he cuts into the middle of the ice, likes to cut across. Backhand scored! He sold the fake shot and then went with an interior backhand and had Jonathan Quick completely laid in the wrong...
3: Shootout. That is the finale tonight at Rogers Place. The Oilers outlasting the Los Angeles Kings for their eighth consecutive victory on home ice. And Miko Koskinen closing it out with his save of the game for Reface Magic. Transform your kitchen with ease. See the ma- magic at refacemagic.ca. Oilers 4, Kings 3 is your final. McDavid gets to 100 points. Drysettle now with 49 goals. Koskinen, pretty solid performance, stopping 38 out of 41 in regulation and overtime, and then two for two in the shootout. So the Oilers record 38-25-5, and five, 81 points. Now the Kings get a point tonight. They're 36-23-10, and 10, 82 points, so still ahead of Edmonton for second. The Oilers do have a game in hand. If you go by points percentage, the Oilers are better by .002. <laughs> So it is a close race and they still play again next week. But this was an entertaining game and I think some nervous moments for the Oilers against a very dogged Kings team tonight.
4: Well, yeah, this was a game that could have got away from the Kings. The Oilers went up 3-1 and and it looked like, okay, this is just going to be like the Arizona game, 3-1, then they're going to score the next one, 4-1 and and so on. And the LA Kings had no quit. Actually, once they fell behind that 3-1 goal, they were the better team and they scored the two quick goals Uh, they thwarted the Oilers power play when they got out there and then the third period the LA Kings were all over Edmonton at times Uh, they were the better team they had a number of chances the one thing and we talked about this before the game the LA Kings outshoots a lot of teams but they don't have the pure goal scores the pure offensive weapons that the Oilers have and we saw that as the game went on the LA Kings had their opportunities but they had nobody that has that quick one opportunity shot that's going to put in the back of the net type of player uh it was an entertaining game if these two teams do play in the playoffs which it looks like right now we're going to see a much different la team because they have eight regulars out of the lineup uh, i don't know if dowdy comes back for the playoffs or not but this is a an l.a king team that surprised me just looking at their lineup who they have playing a number of their players are young inexperienced. that they would not be in the national hockey league if it not for the number of injuries but they played well, and the one player that stood out for me that I thought was fantastic in this game was that Dersey the kid on the back end. That is a very talented young hockey player.
3: Yeah, it was 3-3 three, three after two, and the Kings got the first 11 shots of the third period. The Oilers did not have a lot going on. They wound up shooting the Oilers 17-11 in the third. It, it took Edmonton about nine minutes to get a shot. They finally got a shot on that brief power play that yeah. only lasted 22 seconds or whatever. But yeah, L.A., you know, you say they play simple, mm-hmm. but it's also not easy do, to do. You have to commit to it. I mean, putting the puck to net it is one thing, and then getting there for traffic, tips, and rebounds, that's the hard part, though. But they commit to that, and they did it for the most part. Well,
4: and give them credit. They came in with a game plan, and they stuck with it. Uh, they never got away from it. They, uh, they are very good on faceoffs, and when you're good on faces, you can set up plays. And if everybody knows that, okay, and the two things that I saw in this game, their whole team knows when they get the puck to the red line dump it in so now when the when the LA Kings are coming with speed through the neutral zone no one slows down because they know that that puck's getting dumped in so they're all going full speed there's no hesitation and the other one they know that if the puck gets back to the point go to the net because they're going to shoot the puck and the LA Kings were so good on faceoffs that it seemed like there was a stretch of 8 9 minutes where every single faceoff was an LA win a one pass and a shot on net for a, for a tip or a rebound so uh la is not an easy out come playoff time and i think they proved that tonight and the last last time these two teams played i think it was a 5-2 or their win but it was it hung in the balance yep. for a long long time and i know there was one or two There's empty net goals yeah so they, it was a very good hockey game so la uh much better than I expected with the lineup that they have and that that bodes well for them in the future because those are the future LA Kings playing tonight, all those young players yeah
3: well and we talked about with the Kings defense could the Oilers create some havoc down low and they did it at times yep. but I just don't think they were able to do it often enough because like you said the LA was spending a lot of time in in Edmonton's end of the rink but I, I thought uh, you know some of the Oilers more powerful puck protection type players like Dreisaitl Hyman Kane Fogel. a couple times did have some good moments when they could get the puck down low it was getting it there to begin with that was tough
4: well what the LA Kings defense tonight was was a much better puck moving defense than they normally have they don't have the big physical guys on the back end they don't have uh, was it What was it? Matt Roy, is that what his name is? So they don't have players like that back there. They have smaller guys, but they move the puck well and they did a very good job at times but getting to the puck very quickly, one little pass and they were out. When they did get caught in their own zone, that's when they got themselves into trouble. And that's where the Oilers worked them below the goal line. They scored the one goal, Hyman back door to Leon. They tried it a couple other times. Uh Kane knocked a player off the puck and that's when McDavid picked up and found CC. So that's where the Oilers were successful but the LA Kings did a, a pretty good job of limiting those chances by getting to the pucks quickly and getting them out. So 4-3, the
3: Oilers win in a shootout, a point behind the Kings now for second in the division. And I think we got going to talk about Koskinen tonight. Uh, I mean, 38 out of 41, pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, a couple of weird bounces that were a little nervous in the third period, but ultimately he kept the puck out and then in the shootout. Uh, I mean, a couple big saves to put it away while his, sto- his stars scored for him. Let's go downstairs. Here's Jay
1: Woodcroft. Game apart from the two points you got, I think your team played? Well,
5: we won the game. And uh, for us, that was the important thing. It was a whatever it takes uh, attitude. And uh, when you're not feeling... 100% or, or would not, for us, the counter thrust to that is uh, doing whatever it takes to find the two points. And I thought our team, and it's a full credit to the people in the locker room uh, who found a way and did whatever it took to find the two points tonight. So we're pleased that we got the two points. We have some stuff that we have to work on, uh, but very happy that our players dug in and found a way to win.
1: Very comforting to see Dreisaitl and Connor on a shootout. From behind the bench, is that very comforting? Yeah,
5: yeah. I mean, they're good shooters. I think we have good players. Uh, I felt comfortable in that situation. I've luckily I've seen them before perform in those situations, and we have numerous players to pick from. But uh, those are two pretty good ones to start off with.
1: What happened with that, those two shifts when you got up three-one? Did your team just fall asleep, or what happened?
5: Yeah, uh, wasn't pleased with it. I thought we were we. Uh, brought pucks back into our own end needlessly when instead we could have just played simple and moved pucks forward. Um, but those things happen. Um, they're a good team too. Uh, they did some good things. We did some good things. I was uh, quite pleased with our persistence and stick to to find a way to get the two points.
6: Jay, that's that's three times their last five games where two goals in quick succession against and mm-hmm. two of those games, Dallas and LA, you're really kind of controlling the game at that point. Is it is it an outlier? Is it Is it something that you're seeing? How do you address that over the final 14 games? Yeah,
5: we are seeing that as a coaching staff. We're talking about it with our group. Um, It's not something that we're pleased with. I think our level of concentration and focus needs to um, be really dialed in, especially the shift after a goal, whether we've given one up or whether we've scored a goal. Um, I think that next shift is important. It's incumbent upon the people that are stepping on the the ice to make sure that uh, you know we continue to move pucks forward and spend your shift in the offensive zone. We didn't do that tonight. Um, it's something that we're going to look to correct as we move forward.
6: Can you sense as a coach? I don't know if. You mentioned you felt hey, maybe our guys weren't at their best tonight, but we found a way to win. The uh, the first nine minutes, I think, of the third, they outshot you 11-0, and you know Costco made a few stops. But then you, you were able to to not let them just completely dominate the final part. So do you look at that as a not a great first nine, and then thankfully we, we salvaged it, or are you concerned about the first nine of the third?
5: Well, it's the National Hockey League, There are good teams that we're going up against on a nightly basis. Teams are going to have moments, and that team over there is competing for a playoff spot the exact same way we are. Um, They did some good things, so you have to give the other team credit. But I'd also give our team credit. We might have bent, but we didn't break. We didn't have um, 60 minutes of perfect moments or 65 minutes of perfect moments. But in the end, we did whatever it took to find the two points, and that's a credit to our players.
7: Jay, what does eight in a row at home mean this late in the season to kind of establish that comfort level here? Yeah, I think it's really
5: important. I think we want to make sure that this building's um, one where opposing teams know they're, they're going to be in for one when they come they come here to play the oilers and and um you know that's also a credit to our players because they're making it a difficult place to play um we haven't been perfect in those 8 games there's been moments that we'd like to have back but in the end as i said our team is doing whatever it takes at home here
7: you talked about not wanting to have guys sitting out for too long you've clearly got some good NHL players that aren't in the lineup tonight yet some guys didn't play a lot tonight is the message to the players on this team just you know you play well you're going to be in and it just needs to be an open competition to see who's grabbing those spots consistently
5: that's exactly what we're doing the players who perform will play And we want to make sure that there is competition for ice time. And um, as I said earlier, uh, kind of after the trade deadline, we're going to use our our eyes and we're going to make decisions based on the real-time information that our players give us.
1: You didn't play Broussard much after the first period. What were you not liking about his game?
5: You know what, I just didn't think uh, that line, I actually flipped some people around uh, there. Um, I didn't think that line was at its best. It, it found a way to give up a couple goals, but you also have to understand the game within the game, the other team went 11-7. and seven, So uh, if you looked at the minutes and how both teams uh, players down the lineup, especially up front, they're, they're very similar. So that's the game within in the game. Sometimes you end up playing more. Sometimes you don't. But um, when you're playing a team uh, 11 and seven, sometimes that's the way it works out.
6: Jay uh, Connor reached the century mark tonight uh, with a goal and assist. I mean, he's not even tw- well, he's 25 years old, but already five 100 point seasons, tied for 16th for most all time in the NHL. How incredible is that?
5: it's incredible he's a he's a phenomenal athlete um that takes his craft very serious he's proud to have reached that mark i'm sure um but as i said this morning i think he's driven to get our team to 100 points yep one more one more that's your hey,
3: first time. Live on 630, Chad, as the Oilers get a 4-3 shootout win over the Los Angeles Kings. McDavid, two points tonight, had eight shots on goal as he gets to 100. Dreisaitl scores, he had six shots on goal, so those two guys combined for 14 of the 33 Oilers shots. Every L.A. King had at least one shot on goal except for Olimata. only guy who didn't get a shot, Adrian Kempe, who always seems to be noticeable against the Oilers somehow, even though he didn't get a point tonight. Uh, seven shots for him, five for but we were talking about in there before we brought in Jay, and I want to touch on a couple of things he he said as well. But I, you know, I, we always seem to talk about Koskinen. Like I, you look at, like he said, sometimes you have good stats but you don't have a good game. Well, tonight he has good stats, and I think he had a good game.
4: Well, if you look at where the, it was funny, I think it was after the first period, or the second period, they showed the goalies' save percentages up on the big screen, and both goalies, because at that point they'd given up three goals, were 840 something and 860 something. But then in the third period, there was a barrage. And you talked about the first nine shots or 11 shots were by the LA Kings. The Kings had 17 shots in the final 20. And Koskinen stood to the challenge. And that's what the Oilers need when uh, they're no no—they're not, as we as said with Bob rarely do you see an nhl team dominate for 60 minutes there's going to be breakdowns there's going to be mistakes and when you have your breakdown when the other team has the momentum and their push you need your goalie to make some big saves and i think that's what we saw in this third period is koskinen came up with some big saves and he's been doing this consistently now it's not always he's and i know there's a lot of fans that were worried okay he's costing he's going to burn out or he's going to have that one stretch before the deadline we won't get a new goalie but koskinen's now been like this for what is it two months yeah, pretty been, much January so, 22nd yeah. so he's been consistent he's given them quality starts and that's why in a as big a game as this was that Jay Woodcroft went back to back and kept uh, Koskinen in the crease because he knew the importance of this game and right now he feels Koskinen gives them the better chance of winning.
3: So 4-3 the Oilers win in a shootout. James H. Brown and Associates unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. They give 100 bucks for every Oilers goal throughout the season to 6-3 Jed Sanas Anonymous so 400 bucks tonight. Okay, more post-game reaction coming and we're happy to hear from you at 780-496-0063. That is the hotline powered by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall insulation and ceiling systems certainty pro all the way we are live in studio 99 for heartland ford overtime open line oilers hockey is brought to
0: you by Friesen brothers this is the heartland ford overtime open line here's reid wilkins on oilers radio 6 30 chair goes evander kane and knocks his man off the pocket center in front here's cc's he scores
3: Well, that was the Oilers' first goal of the game tonight. It tied at 1-1 on the way to a 4-3 shootout win over the Kings. McDavid looking for Pugliarvi. He was checked, but the puck goes perfectly straight back to CeCe, who fires it in. Now, Cody CeCe was the subject of set the line today for Creek Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. I set the line at four and a half number of hits by CeCe in this game. He is credited with two, so it's a $50 Creek Resort and Casino gift card going to Ron, who took the
4: under. Well he, well, he should get credit for three hits for that wonderful goal because that was that was a goal. That was a goal scorer's goal. Seriously, he walked in and he went bar down on quick quick. had no idea where the puck was. Uh, we talked to him between periods, Cody CC and about playing with certain players. Do you, do you like jumping up in the play? And he, he says, yeah, they got free free range to go when they they feel it's the right time. And the one thing that we've seen with Cody CC this year, his offensive upside was a lot bigger and better than what was anticipated and what was expected he's got game and that was a that was a goal scorer's goal like that was that was something i bet you you see him do in practice six seven times a a practice and finally got an opportunity with time and space to do it in a game all right
3: we can also tell you that the oilers farm team gets a four nothing shutout win over the henderson silver knights stewart skinner a 23 save shutout and dylan holloway had three assists in that game so that is uh, significant a lot of people keeping an eye on holloway as we update the scoreboard for edmonton trailer looking for parts service rentals or new and used semi-trailers head to edmontontrailer.com Final World Cup qualifier for Canada, losing 1-0 to Panama. Canada still does finish first in CONCACAF, and the draw for the World Cup is coming up on Friday. In the NHL, the Golden Knights beat Seattle 3-0, so the Pacific Division, Calgary 88, LA 82, Edmonton 81, Vegas 78. Vegas is the second wildcard team, but they're only a point ahead of Dallas, who has a game in hand. Uh, no, ahead of Dallas. They got four games. Four, four, four yeah. games at hand. Yes, thank you, Rob. Jets over the Sabres, 3-2 in a shootout. Rangers beat the Red Wings 5-4 in overtime. Also, the Coyotes beat the Sharks 5-2. Blues get by the Canucks 4-3 as the Canucks, who, uh, you know, made it interesting, are they, starting to drop back a little bit.
4: They, Well, it, it's tough to dig out of the hole that they were in. That was a big hole. They were, well, I mean, they were written off months ago but Bruce Boudreaux has got the team playing much better okay
3: Oilers win 4-3 in a shootout 38th victory of the season we'll go to the certainty hotline we have Joel standing by hi Joel go ahead
2: um I have two questions for you guys how many uh what is the save percentage for our goalie tonight
3: well, it would be uh, 38 divided by 41. I'll do it for you quickly because I'm not going to do that in my head, but it's pretty good. <laughs> in tonight's game, he was 927. What's your other question?
2: Uh, how many, um, how many uh, points did 97
3: get? He got two points, Joel. Two points, so he got to 100 on the season. Thanks for checking in. 7804960063. We have, is it Colonel Kellen?
1: No, Colonel, go ahead. How are you guys doing today? Good. You know, I'm really impressed with Koskinen. You know, I think we have a goalie for the playoffs now. I don't know if you guys think it's the same.
4: Well, I think Koskinen's been very good. I, I think that for everything that he's gone through this year and the uh, abuse that he's taken over the course of the year, whether it be media or, or social media or, or the Boo Birds, uh, he stayed with it and he's been good and he's given them quality starts now I think that if for the Oilers to have success in the playoffs I really do believe that they need Smith playing at his best as well and then that Jay Woodcroft can have options And I think that if both we have a healthy Smith and Koskinen both playing at the top of their games that serves the Oilers well But right now Koskinen has been giving them good starts and I thought he had a very good game tonight the third period He was he gave them that uh the big save they needed, and was a big reason they got the extra point. Yeah, I, I mean, you you put a little bit more,
3: I guess, weight on these games that are against other playoff yep. teams. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the last couple of weeks, last week and a half or so, so you went toe to toe with Colorado, probably one We're of the other's better games yep, of the year. great game. You, know, you lost in overtime. Playoff overtime won't be three on three; yep. it'll be five on five. Tonight, you go to a shootout, which obviously they don't—they don't have uh, in the playoffs—and then you got throttled by Calgary. So, uh, I think you can say the Oilers uh, can play with anybody, hopefully. Yep. Uh, but they do, and most teams do. But they have some flaws that got exposed, certainly yep. in Calgary, and at times tonight. And, and again, we talked about it—physical. Forwards can really get in and some of the Oilers defensemen at times have trouble handling that and it did lead to two LA goals tonight.
4: Well, it, it did is well, well the two quick ones. They got pucks in deep They knocked two defensemen first Bouchard then Barry off the puck and took the pucks to the net those turnovers created opportunities and again uh, the playoffs is a much more physical game than the regular season there's uh well it was actually the referees tonight refereed like a playoff game both teams were allowed to to play and when they play you've got to be able to um, play in in big moments and not feel the stress and sometimes the Oilers back end has cracked a little bit under stress and the LA Kings they're only going to get better like this was a good LA King team tonight for playoffs they're going to be a better hockey club because yeah. they're going to be healthier so the edmonton oilers are going to have to find ways and that's what jay whitcroft talked about there's things that they need to correct and that's that's the goal between now and april 29th i think when the last game is is to get better but yes uh this, the whole start was with is the goaltending a guy that's costing a guy that can take them in the playoffs well he's giving them quality starts and that's what you want
3: well and right now i mean there's no other goalie coming unless <laughs> gets called up. I mean, we, we know that there's not going to be a trade or a waiver pickup or anything like that at this point. But you're right. For The last two months have been pretty solid for Coston. Again, I'm going to bring up the same question I've brought up the last several weeks. Once you get into the playoffs and then you rank goaltending, whether it's mm-hmm. tandems or the starters 1 through 16, where will Edmonton be? They won't be one. Nope. No, no, they won't. No, there might be a one in front of... <laughs> <laughs> they might be
4: somewhere 10 through 16. Well, or- it's yeah, You're right, but I think there's a confidence now amongst the goaltenders and amongst the teammates that they're getting quality starts. I mean, this the Oilers got a 4-3 victory tonight. But if you want to go by in the third period, the LA Kings were the better team in the third period, and we're unfortunate not to have that game won in regulation. But goaltending for the Edmonton Oilers got them into overtime and then to the shootout, and Koskinen again shut the door in the shootout. So. Uh, Goaltending was a big factor in this hockey game. The Oilers did
3: get a fourth goal in the second period. It got taken off the board. McDavid powered his way in front of the net. Backhand goes in off Puliarvi. The King successfully challenged mm-hmm. for goalie interference. What do you think of the call?
4: Well, it was probably the right call, but I don't like that call. Uh, that's, I mean, for me, goalie interference is when you, as a player, do something that really impedes, where you are physical on the goalie. And I. I I mean, again, I can only talk about when I played my era. I mean, I, you remember you fell. You fell on the goalie on purpose. You would grab his shirt or you grab his pad. You'd do anything you can to disrupt the goaltender. That one, Pujarvi, it, Pujarvi was just stronger than the defender he was playing against. Pujarvi wasn't trying to push the defender into the goalie. Pujarvi was looking for the puck and going towards it. And he, he's a big man and he just pushed the the player in the blue paint never pushed him into the goal he just he quick was not allowed to move over right. to where he wanted to go because Puljarvi had pushed the defenseman there so it was the right call i just don't like the way that that rule is set up that something like that could be called a noble
3: Pouliourv's feet were in the crease yes. when the puck went in. I, you know, I wonder if he'd been outside the crease if he if he'd sort of pushed off Bjornfoot yeah. and moved back a little bit. If it still would have count, if it would have counted, even if Bjornfoot had hit the goaltender, that might have been a different decision. But you know, when a coach challenges it. On, on an offside, you know, ninety-nine point nine percent, and even on a goalie interference, they're probably pretty sure they're going to get the Well,
4: goal. and that was a huge moment. I mean, if the referees decide that it was a good goal, the Oilers go up four-three, and they go on the power play. Right. So Todd McCullough just understood the importance of that play and felt pretty confident the referees were going to overturn because you're asking the referees to overturn their own call. So that's where you're always a little worried when you make the coach's challenge. Uh, But I I do believe they made the right call. I just I don't like that call. I don't like that rule. Yeah,
3: there there could have been. there could have been a lot of penalties tonight. (laughs) Uh, You know, for the most part, I didn't mind the the way the game was officiated, quite frankly. I mean, if you're going to let the ticky stuff go, let it all go. Um, well, there's it po- was funny, though, because Kane got called for the cross-check. Yeah. And after the Oilers killed that off, McDavid committed a more severe way, foul. Way, way worse. It wasn't
4: even close. Yeah. Like, he drilled that guy. And then in overtime, I think it was an overtime, where... I think it was Kane lift the LA Kings stick like he knocked that stick way up into the air and then right after that he got tripped like they, there should have been yeah. calls both ways but the referees decided not to call it But I, and I like that because it was called the exact same both ways yeah and that's how playoff hockey is so I, I know some people are upset with it now but to me it's like that's that's a good Hockey game where the referees didn't have a factor in it the players did and it was much much more entertaining to watch
3: yeah we did a couple good shows earlier in the season specifically where we asked people to call in about both the refs okay yeah. what do you want don't just pick a, a call or two that you didn't like and it was really interesting to hear from people because I know that the calls I would have wanted made tonight if I were running the NHL might be totally different I mean, Fogel would have had a breakaway, and Kempe body-checked him before he got to the puck. I mean, to <laughs> me, I, I would want that call. like just like I would want the McDavid cross-check, crosscheck check call. Like, the, the Kane one, I would, would have been more
4: likely to let go. I agree. As, that, as opposed, like, but I mean... To me, if, it, if it's something that it, that is vicious or could hurt a player, that's an automatic call. And something that stops a goal-scoring chance, that's an automatic call. But they were letting things go all over the place tonight uh, to me. But then it's funny. People complain about it, but the most exciting part of hockey of the hockey year is the playoffs when they don't call any of that. That's what everyone looks forward to. The first two rounds of playoffs, everyone's glued to their TV because of the excitement of it. The ex- part of the excitement is the fact that the referees make no calls.
3: So the power plays did not lead to any goals. Kings go 0 for 3. The Oilers go 0 for 2. The power play update for Extreme Power Products. Your full-line Kubota dealer with four locations, including a new one in Camrose. Check out Extreme with The, next the first Oilers power play was not good. The second one was abbreviated because they <laughs> took a penalty.
4: Yeah, the first one, it's funny. They won the first draw. They got the puck quickly to Connor McDavid, and he had an opportunity to shoot, and he didn't. And then he tried making a pass and then that was the end of the power play. They never got set up again. The second one, it was just it was bad luck is Zach Hyman just tried to go around a guy and his stick came up. It was an easy call. It knocked the visor back on his head. So the referee had to call it. But yeah, the Oilers power play was not a factor. The LA Kings had their first power play. They did everything but score as they moved the puck around. Well, weren't able to put it in the back of the net. So this became a five on five game
3: it exciting three on three overtime oh. as I, I thought I thought dry was going to fire that one timer and he tried to find Keith back door and he had
4: no room I know I was like oh wow one timer f- overtime 50th goal of the season the place would have went absolutely crazy uh, the good thing is we get another opportunity to watch them get the 50th on home ice on Friday night
3: okay so the Oilers win 4-3 in a shootout uh, if you're on hold stay there we're gonna get to the certainty hotline when we get back Heartland Ford overtime open line on 630, 30 Chet
0: Live Oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio.
1: 630 30 This is Kyler Yamamoto it's swung up the boards, and Saddle has it, or Hyman in the high slot on his backhand. Circles back behind the goal. Tries to come in front. Drysettle scores! Number 49, Leon Dry.
3: Yeah, one away from 50. Really nice setup from Zach Hyman. That made it 2-1 Oilers late in the first. Edmonton goes on to win 4-3 in a shootout against the LA Kings. Whenever the Oilers get to five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com, and you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village featuring Alberta's own Brant Lake Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Did I say print up a coupon or print up an appetizer? I've said can you both p- this can year. You print up You an can't appetizer? print up an appetizer. That'd I have said really that you good. can at times, though.
4: We'll get one of those, what are those three D printers? Three D printers that makes food. That's what we need. Oh, that'd be really cool. Some people just call them ovens. <laughs> True, yeah. Well, they have those things. That's that's my wife's strength. That's not my strength. All right. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero
3: six three. We have Sir Robert standing by. Sir Robert, go ahead.
1: Hey boys, how you doing? Quite well. Well oh and I'm gonna say I have a uh, I know I mean I have a couple thoughts on the game you know what honestly overall I think you know what I think LA I honestly think LA deserved a better fate tonight I think for I think for, I honestly think for the most part LA was the better team Edmonton just got the better goal pending that's my first thought my, my uh, the second uh, uh, the second, uh, second quick one on the refs I would rather I would rather they call nothing and call the tacky stuff that's just me third one you know what i said i personally think it's going to be as i said it's going to be the oilers in l.a because i don't believe i don't believe either of them are catching calgary and i personally think vegas i said, I think they're just going to run out of trucks but i mean it's going to be it's going to be fun to, it's going to be fun down the stretch to see what happens one more quick one Personally, do you think, uh, and this is for Rob, do you think they go with Boston until he falters since they they don't have a back-to-back until Uh, the final two games of the year?
4: No, I think they'll use Smith. I think he's shown with bringing in uh, Archibald and Ryan and and moving Cassian and Shaw out that he wants to use all his players. He wants to make sure everybody is in game ready as we go down the stretch. So I I believe they'll do that with Smith as well. I think that they'll maybe a three out of five for, for Koskinen down the stretch and Smith plays the other two unless obviously there's a flip-flop and Smith starts out playing them but I think that the Edmonton Oilers are going to go with the hotter goalie in the majority of the games and I think with the importance of today's game against the LA Kings I think it shows you where Jay Woodcraft and the co- Woodcroft and the coaching staff sees their goaltending they went with Koskinen back-to-back games in a very, very important one, they wanted the two points in this game. And they went to Koskinen, so it shows you right now they feel that Koskinen maybe just has an edge, a slight edge over Mike Smith.
3: All right, we'll go to Rocket standing by as well on the Certainty Hotline.
2: Hi, Rocket. Go ahead. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. I was just looking at some uh, stats because the last time I called in, I was uh, whining and complaining about over bloated everybody's talking about the Eastern Conference, and I was referencing stats. So I brought up another one for you tonight. Uh, a good win by the Oilers, by the way. Rah-rah, you know, and all that stuff. Uh, I'm all for it, have been, seen all five Stanley Cups. Been there, done that on White Ave, or Jasper Ave.
3: What's, what's your stat, Rocket?
2: <laughs> okay, so we are fourth in the East, in goals four if we played in that conference. And in the West we're third in goals four.
3: Yep. Which
2: tells you and goals four against Calgary and and Colorado are like plus seventy. And that's my that's my biggest stat ever, the most original stat.
4: Yeah, but the uh, really. devil's advocate on that though is that's because the Oilers in Calgary and Colorado were playing against East or playing against Western Conference teams. Well, like I mean, if, I mean, if you want to, I believe. Yeah, that, which I, conference is stronger? You know what I say? Who cares? Well, it, whoever wins the, the Stanley well, Cup, the last the last two years, the, the, the last two years, the, the Eastern Conference is stronger because they won the stanley cup i don't know who won it before tampa i can't remember was it st louis before tampa uh yes because maroons won three in a row right oh okay, there you go yeah. so then the western conference was stronger the year before that so I, I the east the east i believe is a stronger conference that's just my own personal opinion and they're gonna have some fantastic playoff series early but by the time they get to the stanley cup finals there's going to be some beat up teams on either side and it's anybody's Championship, well, right. if
3: I were to list my five favorites for the Stanley Cup in no particular order, I'd have Carolina, Florida, Tampa Bay, Carolina, and Calgary. You have Carolina twice. Or Colorado.
4: You'd have Colorado and Calgary. Or Sorry, Colorado. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, Carolina is pretty good. Maybe, will, good. maybe I will
4: put them in there <laughs> twice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I. And, and but then again, you look at it. The Rangers are only three points behind Carolina, and the, Penguins, and are the playing, Penguins are
4: playing great. Yeah, no, I agree. There's, I, I think there's probably about eight. Eight teams in the National Hockey League right now that have legitimate chances to win the Stanley Cup, and hopefully the Edmonton Oilers are well, one of those. Well, anybody things.
3: that's in the playoffs will have a legitimate chance. Some teams will have. Except better, for the team that plays Colorado chances. in the first round, they're because they're going to be out in eight days. Eight days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, if they play every second day, it would really be <laughs> seven days because they'd go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. That'd be seven days. I'm going to call Daryl Sutter and tell him that. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Kevin standing by. Hi, Kevin. Go ahead.
8: Hey, my man, Rob Reed.
3: Uh,
1: love what you're doing. Uh, I, I threw a shout-out out to uh, Theo uh, Flurry after you uh, commented on his, uh, how he's probably one of the best small men that ever played. Anyway, I want to go back to Saturday. And uh, I think Darnell Nurse is hurt. Like, I mean, he hasn't been that physical and uh but i think the thing about it is like I me mean, tonight like I mean just like jay woodcroft said tonight like I mean after scoring a goal like I mean they're up
4: 3-1 and they like I mean two goals in 14 seconds like can you explain that rob <laughs> well the la kings are a good hockey club uh they play to their strength uh, which is to get pucks in deep and be physical, and I don't think that the Edmonton Oilers uh, were prepared or were capable on those two plays. I think the LA Kings did what they wanted to do on those spots, and they came out. The Oilers have got the, have, the Oilers have uh, have struggled a little bit with goals against in quick succession this year, and that was one of those ones. I'm sorry, I was a little distracted.
3: Craig Thomas just came over here and told me I'm scratched for the next game. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's okay. You'll get back in there, kid. Just keep trying. He told me I'm going down to, for a conditioning stint. He said two two weeks tops. I'll be in Bakersfield two weeks tops, and they'll call me back up. He still looks like he well, can play. actually happened to. You. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, I've actually been down on a two week stint that lasted, lasted three <laughs> four months. Waited by the phone. I think they lied, Reed. I think they lied. <laughs> I think they might have had other plans. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was Daryl Sutter. You're just going to go down and get back into playing shape. We'll get you right back up here. I think he forgot, which is weird because his brother was coaching the he team down about there. You. There was
3: probably another Brown on the roster, and they activated the wrong guy. I think that's what happened. Story of my life. Yeah. But I, I'm glad Kevin brought that up because that was that was one of the key parts of the game. I mean, there were up 3-1. That's you know, well, they, There was a lot of time left, but you lose the lead that that quickly and both on goals where, you like I've said, where you kind of don't have that sturdy defending that you need?
4: Yeah, well, I mean, if you play against the Oilers, get pucks in deep and try to, they've got uh, a couple defensemen that aren't as big or aren't as physical and you try to take advantage of that. Just when we talked before the game playing against the LA Kings, they got some inexperience on the back end. Get the puck yeah. in behind the goal line, go after them. Every team's got weaknesses and it doesn't matter if it's a Tampa Bay Lightning, Florida Panthers, Colorado, there's something on that team they're not as good at as other things so you try to exploit that weakness and the LA Kings did a good job for large parts of parts of this game of exploiting things that they can try to take advantage of and as a team and Jay Woodcraft talked about it, there's things they got to work on to get better at because anytime something goes wrong someone's got video of that to use against you the next time they play against you uh, but the Oilers this game should not have gotten away from them. they were up 3-1 against an LA team and they don't even get to announce the goal by Connor McDavid, and all of a sudden it's 3-3, so uh, you enjoy as a coach going over video and finding mistakes in a win it's easier right. to explain it to the players they're not as down on themselves the, the mood is still chipper and happy in the dressing room and you can still find ways to give constructive criticism
3: all right Oilers win 4-3 in a shootout uh, in the shootout by the way Drysdale McDavid both with great goals Arvidsson hit the side of the net and then Kopitar tried to go five hole and Koskinen took it away so it ended after two shots uh, each we have Scott on the certainty hotline as well Scott thanks for staying up and giving us a call go ahead
8: guys, I'm just wondering, uh, what do the Oilers do in the offseason with Miko Koskinen? Like, obviously, if he gets an offer from the Oilers, it's going to hinge on his performance uh, down the stretch here and in the postseason, but, you know, for but as much
3: I am just going to jump. I think he's a free agent unless he wins the Conn Smythe Trophy. But then if he is that, he's still a free agent because he's unrestricted. So yeah, maybe so still- then he might think,
4: okay, I'll look around.
8: No, but like, do- do we try and retain him at
4: all? It all think? depends. Well, it all depends what he does in the playoffs. The next year they want Skinner here, and it's who they want Skinner with. And if if Miko Koskin takes him to the promised land, well, then obviously yeah, they're going to probably want to retain him. But if he takes him to the promised land, there's going to be other teams in the National Hockey League that will have the opportunity to sign him too, because he's an unrestricted free agent. So. It's uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't, because they have to let him play it out to see what yeah. he's capable of doing. Like
3: Scott, let me ask you because we've—he's probably the most talked-about player this season. What do you—what well, do you as a fan want? Well,
8: like as far as I'm concerned, we can't count on Mike Smith for anything. Like I know he's signed for next year, but you know he's—he's he's probably done, uh, regardless of his contract status. But I think if we don't have Nico Kostka this year, I think we're in a lot of trouble. You know, I don't even know if we're in a playoff spot without him. So. You know everyone wants to run him out of town for the last few seasons but uh you know he's he's kind of been the unsung hero so to speak for the for the oilers but you know he's 25
3: 10 and 3. yep you're right it's pretty good i just don't know if i mean players want money and they want years yep so you know if you did sign him would you want to sign him for more than a year the
4: better he plays the more he's worth the better he plays, the more options there'll be for him. Yeah. The 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 less he pl- the if he doesn't play well, well, you're going to get him cheaper, but you don't want him. So. Right. <laughs> uh, and then and Mike Smith is he is signed for another year, and yep. I've heard a couple of people say that he won't be back, but I don't know Mike Smith personally, but from what I see from him as a as a professional, I don't see him wanting to quit hockey. So I, I don't know what happens with Mike Smith. But I I would imagine he wants to play next year, and he's under contract.
3: Okay, Oilers win 4-3 in a shootout. You're going to hear from Cody Ceci and Leon Dreisaitl when we get back to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair.
1: Kopitar next for the LA Kings, gains the blue line, walks it, back in, saved by And the Edmonton Oilers. shootout.
3: Migo Koskinen staying custom. with Fonze Kopitar for adjustment of the game for Pro Drain Tech for peace of mind down the line. That ended at 4-3. Oilers in a shootout back down to the Hall of Fame room. Defenseman Cody Ceci and center Leon Dreisaitl.
6: Uh, Leon kind of a, a little bit of a playoff atmosphere. I like, could just see the emotion from, from you and Connor, especially Connor in the shootout. Obviously you guys wanted the win. Just kind of give me your thoughts on kind of a roller coaster game a little bit for you guys.
9: Uh, yeah, I think both teams obviously knew what, what's at stake and, um, you know, it was a tight game back and forth. Uh, we had two two shifts where we kind of fell asleep a little bit there and, and let them get uh, back into it. Um, that's that's something we, we need to clean up, obviously. But other than that, it's uh, it's a pretty pretty solid game, I thought, and um, yeah, we're obviously happy we got the extra point.
6: Yeah, you mentioned that's, I think, the third time in five games that you had that just brief little small fall asleep kind of thing and really changes the outcome of the game but for the majority of it you like your game what did you like about your team's play in the offense and and not getting frustrated with fans obviously felt like there was maybe some some missed calls did you feel like the refs were letting a lot of obstruction go tonight
9: uh, yeah i mean i'm not going to comment on the refs um, but yeah i thought we did a pretty good job of playing them below the circles um you know, obviously they, they had a young, young D-core in there tonight, so uh, I thought we worked them pretty well. And, um, yeah, that's that's one of our strengths on our team, right? Um, we, we bring pucks to the net and, and we create uh, scoring chances off of that. So um, I thought we did a pretty good job of that. Uh,
6: these types of games, theoretically, are... are you know, they are very helpful in sort of tempering you guys for what you're going to see in the playoffs. Is that kind of how you get a sense of it, that this is, you know, you acclimatize yourself to what happened tonight because you're going to see a lot of it?
7: Yeah,
9: that, like like you guys said, that's a playoff type of game, right? Um, you know, it's, it's it's good to see that we can stick with it and, and um, come out on top uh, at the end. You know, that's, that's a great sign for us. So um, who knows? We, we, we might see this team uh, sometime down the stretch, right? So... Um, yeah, it was big, big two points for us.
6: Uh, home ice is always huge, but this year it seems especially you guys have really asserted yourself uh, in this building. I think you're 10 games over 500, eight in a row. And the last couple of years, uh, you know, you're barely over 500. Is there a different vibe this season? I mean, having the fans back is obviously a big deal. <laughs> well, I think it's something that.
9: Um, you know that needed to improve um, over the last couple of years and uh, you know obviously so far this season we've, we've done that. Um, we want to make this, this building a tough building for, for other teams to come in and, and um, a, a hard building to play in and um, you know I think we've, we've done a good job of that lately.
7: Cody can you answer that one too? Like you get a bunch of wins in a row at home late in a season like this I mean that's got to have you guys in a good place heading into the final games of the year.
9: Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we feel pretty comfortable playing at home. We've been playing hard at home. Uh, we just need to clean up a little bit on the road, and I think we'll be a very hard team to play against.
7: Leon, one of the things that Evander Kane talked a lot about when he got here was wanting to kind of play that heavier game. Do you feel like your group um, is able to play that kind of game right now where you're, you're working those corners and working the balls and more of that in your game than maybe at other times this year?
9: Um, yeah, of course. I mean, there's different ways of being hard, right? Um, you, you can, you know, be hard without the puck. You can forecheck hard. You can finish your checks. That's one way of being hard. Uh, another way of of being hard is probably the best example is Himes, right? He's he's really hard on pucks. That's that's hard to play against. Uh, he protects pucks. He takes them takes them to to uh, dangerous areas, and and that's another way of being hard. So um, I think we got a lot of that in our group.
6: Leon you're one of the few guys maybe you can understand how difficult it is to score a hundred points. You're on the verge of doing it for the third time. Connor's already done it five and he's, he's only 25. I know he's not going to talk about it, but do you got, and Cody, maybe you can answer too after, but you don't necessarily take it for granted just how difficult it is. Like he's on pace to join Lemieux and Gretzky is the only guys to ever do it like 10 times. And he's very young age. Just give me your sense on a hundred points for him again.
9: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's obviously uh, very impressive, um, who knows he he might have he might have gotten a hundred in in his rookie season too you know um obviously he gets hurt, but um yeah the consistency is just uh, amazing fun to be a part of fun to watch um you know it's 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 hard to score in this league uh you know he goes up against the best uh, every single night right you got to think every team tries to stop him every team focuses on him uh the most and and he 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 goes out with every season with 110, 120 points. I don't even know, but um, that, that's hard to do. That's really, really hard to do. And, um, you know, it's, it's impressive. Yeah, just the, the rate that they're, both of these guys are scoring at and the consistency they bring every single night putting up points is uh, it's impressive. And that's what kind of drew me here in the summertime was uh, getting a chance to play with these guys and see how far we can go. Their offense rubbing off on you? That was quite the
7: snipe. It's chasing me down. Yeah, I told him I'm coming. <laughs> Leon, the rest of the hockey world is watching. You know, you score one night, and then Austin Matthews scores one night, and then you score one night. It's going back and forth. Are you paying any attention to what he's doing?
9: I'd be lying if I didn't. I mean, it's <laughs> it's impressive what he's doing, right? It's it's the same thing. He teams focus on him, uh, and he scores 50 every year. Um, I mean. Pretty much every year uh, so yeah it, it's impressive it's 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 fun to watch um, you know obviously uh, we'll see we'll see how it ends you'd like to beat him I assume <laughs> of course I'd like to beat him yeah but he's uh, he's a pretty good player himself so uh, I don't think he's gonna stay at uh, 49 to be honest with you Leon
3: Dreisaitl now at 49 goals Connor McDavid gets to hundred points Miko Koskinen stops 38 out of 41 in overtime and regulation time and then two out of two in the shootout as the Oilers beat the Kings 4-3. So they're a point behind L.A. for second in the Pacific Division. The three-game homestand wraps up on Friday and the Oilers will try to tie a team record for most consecutive home wins at 9. That's a 5.30 face-off show game at 7 here on 6.30, Chet. Get more on the team on 630 chetcom or globalnews.ca. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I will have inside sports from 6 to 8. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here at Rogers Place and inside Studio 99, and to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 630 Chet. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reid Wilkins. You've been listening to Oilers Hockey, presented by Friesen Brothers, Heartland Ford, overtime open line. Signing off from Studio 99. Have a great night.